This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. Are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system and get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com and like me, you'll be glad you did. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great-tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. This is another special episode of the Jeffers Brief as I talk to a longtime listener and friend of CRN, Julian Vasquez. He lives in Australia, and he'll be calling in very shortly to find out what his observations are down under. Hey, bugger. Julian, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Definitely. What what have you seen? Anything unusual down there with the coronavirus outbreak? Uh, Nothing too crazy. A lot of it's uh, media, as you would kind of expect. So that sells. But, uh, yeah, I was just pointing out to some people just at work the other day. And I was driving along, and I'm thinking to myself... And stereotypically, you associate face masks with uh, Asian people. So you, you do see that from time to time, especially, um, you know, we have a lot of tourism in our area, a lot of Asians that come over. But I was driving along and thinking, she looks like a regular Aussie. And I thought, it's a bit unusual. She's, uh, <laughs> and just, she's just waiting there. It, it caught my eye, you know, because you think, oh, that's... It's, you know, quite odd, but she's sitting there, blonde hair, everything like that, the facial features, you figure it up, some, some type of Aussie, and, and then there's that, that mask right there, and I thought, oh, what's going on there? And it's just uh, probably, you know, a little bit of fear, and 
um, you know, she's just wearing it. And I thought, oh, that's really something. So I'm talking to a few people at work, and um, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, we're seeing it too. And uh, we do have, being in Queensland, Brisbane, like I said, the tourism stuff, and, and over by work, uh, a few suburbs away, it's, it's known as like the Asian place, a lot of Chinese and stuff in the area. Um, but yeah, just other people are noticing it too. So more and more, I guess. So I don't know if it's just like a sign of the times, it's maybe the Asian influence, or yeah, yeah, the uh, coronavirus stuff. So probably a little of all that. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. You um, do you have uh, respirators and masks in your supply catch? I, I do. Yes. Good uh, man. So, uh, you know, a little bit of it's because of workplace. So I do risk management, so oh, okay. quality health safety. So um, it, it comes with a job. So you have the mask, but uh, I've always had them. Or, you know, for as long as I can remember, I've had a little stockpile of stuff. So I've, uh, I don't know if you've seen some of my Facebook photos in the past where it's me doing some stuff with surgical masks, and I'm just having a little fun with the kids. Uh, oh, so I'll, yeah. I'll have, I have a few giveaway ones, so I... The number has dropped now, but uh, for a while I had about 100 surgical masks. Um, and they're a little bit on the cheaper side for the respirators, but, you know, have a little fun with the kids. Where I'm uh, play around, I, I think in one of my photos I was redoing my uh, my daughter's braces. The horizontal wire came apart, so I'm just re-threading it back through her braces. So I had that and a few other little gag photos, but yeah, had that, a few of the folding uh, mask, it would be probably equivalent to uh, an N95 mask. Oh, okay. Excellent. So N95s, um, then I think it uh, be equivalent to the N99 on the high end. You so, uh, you beat me to my next question. <laughs> That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you next. What filters are you using? Hey, what part, what part of Australia are you living in? Are you in New South Wales, Queensland? Where, where are you? I'm in Queensland. So if you think there's the map, I'm in the upper right. Right. Uh, that state is Queensland, but I'm in the lower portion of that. So, yeah. Yeah, the the big city is Brisbane, or they call it Bris Vegas because of the tourism. Bris Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> do you get a lot of Chinese tourism in Australia? Yeah, we, we do. Um more so up north if you're traveling. So sometimes I'll go up north and the signs will be uh, bilingual. So you'll find Japanese, English, or English, Chinese. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. Did they get the fires in New South Wales under control? There's there's still fires around the place. So New South Wales, down south. Uh, there's a bit over in the ACT, which is the capital state or capital territory. Uh-huh. So they're still around the place here and there. There's um, uh, not as bad as it used to be. Um, so if we think about when was, I guess, the start of everything, probably around June last year, June, July last year would have been it. And it'd be little spot fires here and there, and then it was some really big stuff going around. But um, you really didn't hear too much until around June, July. And... Um, yeah, um, you've asked about it. Other people have asked about it. So it's it's definitely been in the news, and it's a, it's a big place. We've suffered a lot of droughts. So been a few firebugs that were caught and arrested. Yes, yeah, so I was going to uh, ask about that. They should they should 
indulge their fantasies and set them on fire. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, How dare you do <laughs> People have lost their homes, their lives because of their obsession. They should indulge their obsession. Here, we're going to set your house on fire and let you see what it's like. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, you know, some of the stuff is where they've gone out and they found kids doing it. So you can understand that little kids probably they're having a little bit of fun. They don't know any better, but adults too, you know, just it's terrible stuff. That's why they need to start. They need to be caned. They do that in Singapore. They they they, they should cane them too. Unbelievable. Uh, that is the, just the punishment should be a lot worse than that. So I agree. I, it has to be. It has to be worse. And I, it's just unbelievable that. People think that's that that's acceptable. It's okay to do that, you know. I, I just, you know, and we've heard about the massive loss of uh, wildlife. It's like, you know, there's uh, there's only species in Australia that exist nowhere else on the planet. Just they just don't, and they're yeah, gone. That's right. And it's like, yeah. oh my, you know, I, I've I, every time every once in a while I get a video from. Uh, you know, one of the koalas coming up to people, looking for water or whatever. Is that are, do, do koalas not possess a fear of humans, or are they that are they just that desperate? Yeah, I think it's our dis, uh, sorry desperation. So uh, they are a bit shy creatures, um, and they're definitely not tame out there. Um, so yeah, they're they're in a desperate state where they're looking for some help there. That's so sad. It's, it's quite sad. That is um, sad. So, yeah, there's a few uh, videos out there where it shows them um, a bit been burned up. So, and their, their fur is all singed. Um, wow. The paws are all taped up from all the damage that they've received. Um, but, yeah, it's quite bad. And, um, oh, I was reading something just recently. I was talking about uh, we have some birds out here. It's called a magpie. And they, they do a little bit of mimicking. I've... And uh, one of them was mimicking uh, a a fire truck siren. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have so. seen magpies. I find them very interesting to watch. Hmm. Oh, they're just yeah, <laughs> imitating a fire truck. That they probably heard a lot of it, so they figured just imitating it. Yeah, and uh, there, there was I forgot what month it was. Maybe it was around uh, November last year. I had. A small fire by my house, so I'm not. Um, I'm, I'm just in the suburbs, and it caught me off guard. There, my wife called me up, and she said, um, you know, she was quite upset at the time, and she said that the kids' school was being evacuated. I'm like, oh, it just took a few minutes to kind of register what's going right, on. Right, right. And uh, yeah, the, the school is being evacuated, and I thought, you know, I got to think logically about this and just put the motions aside, figure out what's going on. And, uh, yeah, there's um, a rural area that's nearby my house because there's some larger acreage around. And um, it was on fire. It's very dry season, uh, especially at that time. And it caught fire. I don't know if it was something that lit the fire or, you know, something else. But there's a, a fire, and it was probably about 10 minutes' drive away. And it was heading towards the school, so they decided precautionary evacuation was required so they did that but uh for me it was it was a bit of a tough one because my head my wife she's calling she's a bit upset she's crying and, and um 
I said, hold on a moment. I called up the school, and they said, yeah, yeah, we can see smoke coming over. And, um, so I had to deal with that. And I couldn't do anything myself. I was in a prison at the time um, working there. Uh, I'm glad I'm group. glad you clarified that. CRN for all the right reasons. Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Proper banner now. Black Metal Firearms are a couple guys I know personally and friends of mine that put together some great accessories for all your firearms needs. Everything that I've seen them do is just top notch and very nice looking. BlackMetalFirearms.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Go to Facebook, Black Metal Firearms. They got a great page there too. Learn more about the workmanship and the craftsmanship they put into every accessory and every build they do. So I'm over there. I couldn't leave. I was in lockdown. Um, so once you're in, um, it's very hard to get back out. So I couldn't get out for a couple hours. Wow. Well, um, but I, I know, think that's okay. I think it's okay. I, I'm glad to see the school is proactive in that because you know what would have happened if they didn't do it. People would be bitching about uh, yeah. it. I, I think I think it's I think it was a prudent move. Yeah, uh, I called up the school. I found out which uh, which direction the fire was and which way the wind was blowing i just confirmed with them there's nothing in sight how far away and a few others i relayed that back to my wife and um, i told her just head back to the school we're head to the school pick up the kids uh worst case that they walk so we're not too far away oh, okay and and we'll have uh, a friend or a neighbor pick them up and then we'll just drive out of there so uh she was a little bit concerned with the house and i said just don't worry about it you know we have insurance for a reason Right. Uh, we have some basic supplies. Grab this, this, and this, and uh, we just leave it. And she was still upset at the time. And she said, "Oh, what about you know this, and what about that in the house?" And it's just forget it. Just grab the essentials. We're out of here. And the rest, we just let it burn. Right. So, I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't take everything with you. I mean, you'd like to if you could, but you know, logistics say yeah. otherwise. Yeah, and um, she's not into preparedness too much, so you know she understands about insurance and having a little bit of money and a few other things. But you know the basics. So we have a few things in the garage and a few things in the regular house, and I just said grab it and 
that that's it. So uh, I'm not there. I can't be there right now. And just I'll, I'll meet you. Just go. That's that's about it. So, um, and it wasn't a major one. It's not like the the big bushfires that are around. Um, we do have some friends that are in rural New South Wales at the time, and they're sending some reports through. And it was quite amazing. Just some people just being stubborn about leaving the situation. So. You know, if you're prepared, then you just go. Don't do anything else. Just don't worry about it. One particular example I think was, was uh, noteworthy was if you're a renter, it's not your place. You know, as much as you like it, you might like <laughs> the neighbors and stuff. It's, you just leave. You know, that's the point. You know, right. you don't own anything. Uh, just grab your stuff and go. But, yeah, there's people over there, and... They just endanger the rest of the, the emergency management force. All your responders are worried about you now. Right. Because you're at the your house and sort of like your farm, and you're there with your your farm hoses, your garden hoses, just hosing everything down. So I had these reports. So a friend of a friend was at the house. It's a rental property, and they're trying to hose everything down to protect their stuff and just go. You know, I, I don't understand. Just you leave. I agree. Oh, just so the listeners, uh, you know, understand that when it's winter here in the United States, it's summer down there in Australia. So yeah. yeah so don't you know? Don't think that you know when he's talking about November, that's like their spring. So bear that in mind when we're talking. I know most of you probably know that, but just the same, let's reinforce it. That's what I thought. You know, because I'm looking at snow and ice and all the other crap. I can't stand this place. I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't. I just want to cut my wrist and bleed out slowly. But then who would do my show, right? Yeah. So, but, um, you know, I don't, something we've noticed that just came across a couple of days ago. And I don't know if you want to, uh, I, I just thought I'd make you aware of it. And that was some of the pharmacies that sell the mask. Mm-hmm. and whatnot in the United States and the cities, they're out. There's been a run yeah. on them. And if you, and uh, I got some of the people that I, in my prepper group and whatnot, and I said, and I told them early last week, I said, if you don't have these, you need to get them, order them up now. And I've been kind of shopping on Amazon and eBay just to see, and they're running out, and they're not expecting any more uh, resupply until late February, early March. So I'm wondering, that, that's why I was kind of wondering if you were seeing that in Australia at all. I mean, I know New Zealand had a, a, had a scare, and I don't know if they yeah. did them or not. Um, similar happened over here. So, yeah, John. Um, so the, the masks over at the pharmacist or the chemist, which we call it over here, they are selling out of them. Uh, a lot of it is a bit of fear. Um, right. A lot of people just rushing out there and buying what they can, thinking that they can't get anything later. Nice. So it's uh, unusually high demand right now, but it's in pockets. So if you can't find it in one spot, you just go a little bit further out of the city, and you'll probably find it there. So I was talking to a few people at work, and they were asking me about the coronavirus. What are we going to do? Uh, you know, we got to do some traveling, or you know, what masks do I need, and where am I going to get them from? So. Um, if it's for you and your family, then you get the good stuff. Right. Uh, if it's for someone else, you give them the crap stuff. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, that's basically it. Um, you know what? You know, that, there is a penalty for not being a prepper. And that doesn't yeah. mean you, you know, 
if you didn't prep during the good times, well, then you get whatever's available when it starts to run out. And we're starting to see that. You're absolutely correct. You're right. Yeah. So it's just the, the priority order. So, you know, you can watch out for yourself. You watch out for your friends and family. Uh, you get the good stuff, especially if uh, stocks are low. Um, and hopefully you, you bought up a little bit ahead of time. And you don't have to worry about this situation right now. But um, you go to pharmacists, you go to chemists, you go to your, your workplace uh, supply stores for safety. And also some of your medical houses, they would have a few things. So just try to think outside the box. You're not just going to the pharmacy right. all the time. Right. Yeah. So where else are you going to find it? What other occupations have it? And then you search there. Excellent, excellent points. You get a gold star today, my friend. Oh, thanks, Trent. You get a gold star. But that's only for today. Tomorrow's another day. So, <laughs> Interesting, my friend. Interesting to say. Yeah, I've been watching, um, you know, the, the news up here, they're only mimicking whatever the uh, Chinese government is saying. They're not really, you know, um, all that in-depth with it. They're just, they just take it for face value and then throw the garbage out there. And I was wondering with the Australian media, do they kind of parrot the government line? Are they subservient to the government? I mean, if the government was to, was the government was to come up to them and say, to, or tell them we want you to say this. Would they do it, or would they balk at it? Or, I mean, you, I, I mean, I guess my question is: I know in the UK they do, you know, they balk at a lot of stuff. They do have generally freedom of the press. They have the same thing down there in Australia. Yeah, that's right. So it, it's just a. The culture over here, it's a bit of a challenging one. So if if anyone tells you you can't do something or you should follow a certain thing, um, people challenge it. Okay. That's just in the culture right now. Um, so that, that's one of the differences I found from leaving the United States to come here. I'm thinking, especially at work, is I tell you to do this or the company tells you to do that, you follow it. But you come over here, no, you got to discuss it. you got to go through pros and cons <laughs> about it. It's very unionized mentality, and, um, and there's a lot of challenges. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's always, you know, I'm telling you to do something, but why? Or blah, 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 blah. No, I don't want to. I don't feel like it's, it's right. Oh, um, so we got to talk about feelings all the time. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a challenge. And same with the, the news or in dealing with any type of governmental thing. All right. Okay. And we do have a slightly different government here. So... Um, when you vote someone in, you're voting for the party. So say, oh, like, really? voting the Republicans or voting the Democrats in. And it doesn't mean that the guy that you pick is going to be the guy that's going to lead. So it could change overnight, which it has. Wow. Uh, I think John in the past have mentioned to you is, is like, today this is our guy, and then there's a challenge you know, behind closed doors uh, last night, and, oh, we got a new leader now. So if, if people don't like a person, then they just get rid of them. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I, you know, so, I never thought of a system like that, but I I, I guess it, you know, it, it apparently works. I mean, they've been doing that for, what, forever down there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it keeps people on top of their game. So if, 
you know, if you're not keeping your your voters happy, you're you're gone. So, and so the party will actually pick the person. The people pick the party. Yeah, yeah that's right. Huh. So interesting. And um, yeah, when it comes to election time, you get this you know massive piece of paper, and you you spend. Yeah, well, if you do some research, it might take you a couple hours. So I try to do the research, and I pick the party that I want based on the, the guy or, or uh, girl that I like, blah, 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 blah. But I know in my mind that it may not be that person tomorrow. So uh, I'm looking at who is the go-to person for today, but in the future, what is the, you know generally what the party is going after. So I do that. Now, do you do your balloting by mail? I do, yes. I'm a silent postal voter, so I don't have to go into the booth and, and do anything like that. So. Huh. Are there, yeah. Have they had any issues with the voting by mail, like uh, late ballots or ballots not being counted because they didn't arrive by a certain time? or No, nothing significant about it. Um, so just a little bit of delay as they count votes, but you'll, you'll know pretty quickly what the, the majority vote is. So, you know, oh, that's the winner. And that's just a formality to tabulate huh. all the votes. So it's, it's a pretty quick process. Um, it, it doesn't take like a whole year to get it done. You only got a certain amount of time, boom, it's done. And if you don't vote because voting is mandatory over here, then you get fined. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, if you're voting age and you're a citizen, you must vote. You know what? I don't think I have a problem with that. is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. At Stag Arms, there is no weak side. Our rifles are 100% American-made, including each and every part assembled. We aim to provide recreational shooters, law enforcement officers, hunters, and professional shooters with super quality and competitively priced rifles. Every rifle shipped is built to order. Check out Stag Arms now. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Stag Arms banner. Hey folks, guess what the number one phrase that Life Change Tea receives by email? You ready? We love this tea. We love this tea. Time after time, week after week, we love this tea. Life Change Tea gives you more energy, a beautiful cleansing, and fulfills its slogan perfectly. The tea that makes you go. So if you want to be on your health game, log on to getthetea.com and order Life Change Super Strength Tea. Packages come in a one-month supply, and when you brew this stuff, wait until you see the results. Aren't we all about the results? 
And with a lot of people's health struggling, we can use a little bit of help. Doctors will tell you, disease starts in the gut. So log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Be our next email saying, I love this tea. I mean, I love this tea. Get the tea at getthetea.com. Helping America one tea bag at a time. you're a citizen you have an obligation to vote that's right but if you look at it another way if you really want to be free you don't you know what i don't want to vote it's your choice but then you don't get to complain about it either so yeah there, there is that uh, i'd like to think most people have some type of opinion on who goes yeah. into power yeah. no so you're going to go through and you're fine people and and you know, there's the the traditional ones who have like the equivalent of Republicans and Democrats, but then you got some independents. Uh, if you want to go out there, there's the socialists and the communists and a few other little parties. Right. Um, uh, you could go neither. It's it's just an interest group. You might say, uh, I'm going to vote for this. There's the Shooters Party, for example, or the Outdoorsman Party. So they have a few of those. But um, interesting. Most people just pick the basics. So it's. You know, your conservatives, your liberals, and you got like the greenies and a few others. Uh oh. Where are you? Uh, um, here? You got me? Barely. Oh, okay. Sorry. Better. There we go. Much better. Well, what okay. else do you think? You know, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, Terry is in Thailand right now. And he was uh, telling me, um, you know, he's in the northern part of the country. And it just broke last night on uh, the sun out of the UK saying that uh, Bangkok, Thailand, is one of the hardest cities that's going to be hit by this virus. And that he uh, and that they said that uh, Bangkok has already admitted they can't stop it or slow it down. So I'm trying to get old Terry today. It's like, you better get your butt in gear and get the hell out of there. Because, you know, it's just a matter of time. And I was just, uh, and I did see that the Australian scientist had a breakthrough on the coronavirus this morning. And that they were able to uh, copy, copy the virus in the lab. So they say that's a significant uh, advancement, which is good, I think. Some good news. But it's like, I'm thinking, hmm, I should get a hold of Julian. Julian. Julian was in Australia. I'll get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not the time to be traveling. So I got my folks coming from the States over to Australia soon, and uh, I just a little bit of worried about them and their traveling. So not only do you have the regular flight to worry about, you got the normal crowds that they don't like, uh, but you have all this extra hurdles to jump over uh, with traveling. So... Uh, anyone that's coming from China or has come in contact with some of the Chinese, um, 
they're being targeted right now for isolation or extra health checks, so you uh -huh. have to deal with that. But uh, yeah, you just don't want to deal with any of that stuff right now. So if you could avoid it, just don't go anyplace. Does Australia have a national health care system, or are they like the United States? It's uh, national. It would be like Canada. Okay. Um, so we, we have a um, health care system over here. So if you are a citizen or if you're a permanent resident or you have some type of uh, agreement with a health care program, then taxpayers pay for the system, and then people receive from the system. Huh. So, it, um, so for my income or most people's income, that if you're in a certain bracket, then you pay uh, a levy or a premium on that, and that goes towards the national health care. And if you want to avoid it, then you get private health care. And it works out cheaper for me to do private, and uh, I do it that way. But when I go to the doctor, there's times where I go bulk build, so that means I take advantage of the public health care system, and I just get... The, we'll put it in quotes, the free health care. Right. So if it's just a, a routine doctor visit, hey, I, just, I know what I want. It's just a short consult. It's kind of formality. And I'm here. I just want a script. And then I'll probably go to the bulk bill guy, and the doctor will just charge the health care program. Huh. And he won't charge me. But then there's other things that maybe I want some priority service. So I want to go there. I don't want to deal with the public crowds. So it's not like going to Cook County in Chicago, for example. <laughs> don't want to do that. Uh, I'm just going to go to the private medical place and rush through the lines or maybe get something that um, uh, basically has long wait times. Then I'm going to go through the private, and then I'll get it done that way and just suffer the copay or the out-of-pocket uh, gap payment. Right. So it gives me flexibility. But in some cases, it's the same. So um, I'll go to the hospital or the doctor, and they ask me, oh, what do you want to do, private or uh, or public, you know, ask what's the difference? And they said, no, well, in this case, there's no difference. So huh. I won't charge my uh, private, I'll just go public. No, no, that, that makes perfect financial sense. Yeah, uh, like, for example, uh, the kids, um, i trying to think back. Yeah, well, the kids were born, um, the first one, I got three. So the first one, we went public, we did kind of like a semi thing, but we did that. And then the two other kids were born in the private healthcare system. We did that. The care was almost identical, but um, I think the private gave you champagne and a few other little things um, <laughs> it, because they were registered as a bed user, and uh, that particular hospital had different entitlements that they gave you. Um, so we did that. But both of them, uh, sorry, all three of them, uh, we got uh, baby bonus. So. The government encourages you to have kids because they want taxpayers for the future, and they give you, I think, one of the kids was, I think, $1,000, and maybe another one, 1500 wow. But the government says, yeah, here you go. Congratulations for having a kid. Uh, go spend some money. <laughs> Healthy economy and future tax slave. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I just, uh, I'm glad you says that about there's, you know, you got two ways you could go. I like the idea that there is a national health care system, but there's also the option, if you wish, to have private insurance. And it seems that it seems to be, uh, it seems to work well together. Yeah, as long as you don't abuse the system as a whole. So, you know, occasionally, you know, I might go to the doctor and, and take advantage of certain things, but it's not extreme. But if you're, uh, a large population constantly pulling on that healthcare system, 
Um, so then you got a lot of people that are taking and they're not giving back. Mm-hmm. And, and that's put a lot of strain. So I think some of the European countries have had that problem where you get too many people pulling from it. And then it's just causing a lot of problems and you get poor health care or high expenses and higher taxes. Let me, so let me ask you this then. Does everyone, regardless of income, pay into the system? Yes, in, in some way. But when we talk about paying back in the system, we're generally talking about income tax. Right. So if you're being taxed for your income, then um, they put it on a price bracket. So there's your general taxes that you pay for, but then when you hit a certain dollar amount, then they're asking for a certain percentage of your income. It might be a fractional percent, a percent or two, and then they're pulling. So you get taxed a little bit more, which is, I think, fair. The more you make, the more you give. Uh, but it's it's not like um, I probably say in the states. Uh, I get more for my dollar over here. But um, in general, I would say most people, yes, they're they're being taxed. They're paying into the system. Interesting perspective. And spending's a little bit different here. Um, so I think like um, Chicago Police Department has a bigger armed force than uh, the Australian military over here. Uh-huh. I could be wrong, but I think that's um, back in the day. I was looking at stuff like that. Well, yeah. uh, we 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 just don't have the military need over here, so it's not like we're afraid or or you know we just don't have the same threats. Right. Um, it's more about partnerships. So if we look at who's our allies, of course we have the United States. So they're the, the big guns, and we're the little guns, and we accept the fact that we're the little guns, and we just have less military spending, and we just diverge to something else. Okay. Well, you know, you look at Chicago PD, they have 14,000 officers that report every eight hours for, for, for their shift. So, yeah, 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 you're, yeah, you're probably right. And it's an interesting perspective and outlook that, that you brought up. You know, instead of having the big military, but on the other hand, I mean, in the United States calls, especially in the Pacific or the South Pacific or in Asia, the Australians and the New Zealanders have always been there. They've always been there. They're willing to, you know, shoulder their share of the burden. And that makes a good ally. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we, we do have, over the years, increasing military presence here from the United States. So um, when I first came, there weren't too many, but now we have a few military bases. So up north, northern part of the country, uh, we have Darwin, for example. So um, in Darwin, we have a Marine base up there, a Marine presence from the United States. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, yeah, they're just hanging out there. I was there at one of the military bases and just doing some work. I was talking to the guys and said, oh, who are those guys? I'm like, oh, it's the Americans. What? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So is it an exchange program? Are they here for a little bit of training? No, 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 no. they're here. So uh, they're hanging out. Um, in Alice Springs, we have Pine Gap, which is the Australian and the United States uh, CIA base. Really? So they have, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they have Marines that are there protecting that, and then you got your CIA spies. Well, naturally, sir, we have to have that. Yeah, and it's a good location, and... You know, it's a benefit for everyone. I'm still trying to get into the base so I can get a coffee mug souvenir, but um, can't just, get in there yet. Yeah, just ask them. Somebody will get you one. Yeah, I'm surprised they don't do more marketing. There should be, like, some T-shirts. If it's, you know, if someone was smart about it, they'd have little T-shirts and, and stuff. But. They could, there you go. 
Now, Julia, do you hold dual citizenship? I do. Yes. Do you, now I know. I know you were in you, you were in South Africa for a while. So you uh, so you just have Australian and uh, United States citizenship. Yeah. Um, so I came over here and waited for a while, and then I got the Aussie citizenship. And the Americans they don't recognize the Aussie one, and vice versa. So why is um, that? Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Proper banner now. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great-tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. go back to America, they're like, oh, you're American. And then you know, <laughs> there, there's no concept of dual. You're, you're just American. So welcome home. And um, similar when I cross the border and I, and I go up to Australia, so vice versa. Um, my wife, she's Aussie. Um, she's only Aussie. Um, back then, you had to make a decision. Are you going to be American or Australian? You can't have both. Um, but that's since changed, so you can do that. My, my kids are duals. I was going to ask you about the kids. Yeah, okay. Uh, first one is no problem. I mean, they accept it. Yep, you're done. But uh, post September, uh, post 9/11, we had issues with that, so they're a bit challenging. So they want to know all your ins and outs, and they're like, "Okay, let's go back 10 years, 15 years. Tell us about your history. Prove it. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Show the paperwork, and then okay, you're worthy of the the dual citizenship now. So the kids got that. Okay, so. Actually, actually, I think that works out better for you. I mean, yes, you have dual citizenship, but neither one recognizes it. So you get the benefits of the Australian healthcare system without the stigma, quote unquote, the stigma of having an American citizenship and them saying, "Sorry, you don't qualify." So, yeah, that that yeah. works out well. 
Well, in the first couple of years that I was here, um, it was just USA only, so I had to go through the whole immigration process. At that time, it was cash. So uh, you're international, you're non-resident, you got to pay cash. So okay. I had to pay uh, high rates, so it's something like two or three times the rate. I was going to so ask I, I did, you. Okay. Yeah, pay the dues, but uh, nowadays, yep, you're just Aussie. That's it. That, that's all they want to know. So. All right. I, I, I bet do they, do they, they don't even ask you whether you're an Australian or not. They just assume that you are? Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they figure you're here. So, I mean, all right. Very good. And then when I go traveling, then it just depends on what uh, is in my favor. So if I'm going to a Commonwealth <laughs> country, then I'll show my Aussie passport. Uh, other places, I'll show something else. Okay. So it depends on what I think the mood is. So if, if I think they value Aussies, boop, there you go. There's my Aussie passport. Excellent. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So what, in South Africa, at that time, they seem to value Aussies. They have a little, bit of a novelty to it. Uh, obviously, I don't have the accent, but I was no, able to you say do. Oh, you yeah. You have a slight one. I've, been, I've picked up on it. <laughs> and, I, and I expect no less. It's like, especially at the beginning of the call, I could pick up on it right away. But then as you keep talking, you start losing it more and more. But yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Now, but, uh, you know, Julian is our world traveler here on CRM, and he's lived in a few countries. He's got some unique experiences. That's why I like to call on him on occasion, just because he has that different outlook, that different perspective that I think we need. Uh, you know, Julian, we haven't talked in a while, and I, I'm sure I asked you this question a few years ago, and I don't remember the answer. Is prepping something that is prevalent in Australia or is it kind of like a novelty thing? I would say it's still a bit of a novelty. So while we have increasing numbers of Facebook groups and other social media groups, it's a little bit more mainstream. It's still a bit of a novelty. There's a stigma attached to it. Um, in the States over the years, I've seen uh, where it's increased in popularity. Uh, it just makes sense. But over here, it's still catching on. Um, we, we just don't have the the population for it. So there's a lot of things that haven't caught on or we, we have to pay premiums for. Mm -hmm. uh, example would be like internet. We have slow internet, costs a lot of money. Uh, for prepping stuff, uh, we just don't have the buying power, so we haven't attracted a lot of products. Huh. But uh, Australia is, is known for a lot of outdoorsmen, so you'll have, uh, I guess in quotes, the bug-out vehicle, which would be the four-wheel drive. Uh, we'll have the boaters. and So we have a lot of outdoorsmen that have prepping in mind, they just don't realize it. So when they, I, I hear a few people every now and then make fun of prepping. So they might say, oh, I didn't say preppers or whatever it might be. Right. We'll talk about stuff. And then I'll say, well, you're doing that stuff anyway. Blah, 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 blah. You, you got insurances? Yeah. You, you got some first aid kits. Maybe you got a little bit of stockpile. Uh, the local government, so your local council tells you to have 72 hours of food and uh, water and, and basic medical supplies. You have that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're proper. You're proper. So, Welcome to the club. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I might appeal also for their sense of responsibility. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll talk to a guy and say, hey, you got kids, you got a wife, you, you got a girlfriend or whoever, you got some people to take care of. Don't you feel responsible for those people? You know, you're doing the right thing, aren't you? And like, yeah, 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 we would do this and this and this and that. Well, there you go. So you're, you're proper. You're a prepper. <laughs> Here's your card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just don't like the name, but that's what it is. Or I might say, hey, you're a responsible father, or you're a responsible whatever. 
interesting. Very interesting indeed. Well, my friend, um, if do me a favor. If something drastic, if this virus keeps getting out of control, or you start seeing things that, you know, like, like you said, the Aussie with the mask, it kind of struck you as odd. You start seeing or hearing about something, get a hold of me so we can put you back on because I think the listeners really want to hear about what's, let's face it, Australia's closer to the epicenter than we are. We got a whole ocean between us and them, which granted, we still have some of our, you know, we got like five or six cases here in the States, but it's nothing like it's going to be in Thailand or what it's like, you know, in China, yeah. God, God forbid. Yeah, right now we got seven cases over here that are confirmed. So we have a, uh, a Chinese soccer team that's in a, a hotel quarantine right now. Oh, wow. Uh, waiting for a while. We got some people in some university hospitals. Uh, uh, my kids have some kids that are friends um, that are in China, so, you know, the population. So they're gone for the, the holiday. So Monday for us, which was several days ago, was Australia Day. So it was a long three-day weekend. Nice. Uh, plus, there's, you know, uh, people are recovering from school holidays. So uh, as you mentioned before, the seasons are a little bit flip-flopped. So people are still coming back from overseas holidays. So some of the kids have not returned back to school because they're stuck overseas right now in China. Oh, jeez. Let me uh, ask you this. You know, your your, your school year, do, do you, you know, like here in the States, they get like three months off in the summer. Do they have that same thing going on in Australia or is that a, or is school a year round proposition? Oh, we have the same thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, your winter, our summer. So yeah, we just had a break for the, I guess the Christmas season. Um, so yeah, our holiday just finished, which seemed like forever because you, know, you got to make sure the kids are watched and they're they're keeping out of trouble. So I had that, and we have a little run of different holidays or vacations coming up. Um, so we'll do that. But uh, schools are different, so some schools will do a little bit of um, extra time. So my kids, their school is a little bit longer in the day, so that they accumulate some holiday time, and then. We'll just tack it on to one of the holiday seasons. So they, they get an extra week, I believe. Oh. Uh, but otherwise, it's it's about the same. Yeah. Okay. You've been a, a wealth of information, a cornucopia of information, I might add. Uh, no problem. I, I thought I haven't spoken to you for a while. I saw that you're active. I figured, oh, what the heck. Uh, it, it's been, I don't know how long it's been, but uh, you've been, uh, I have been following you for a while. You've been... A friend of CRN since, well, for five years. No, almost six years now. June will be, I've been doing the show for six years, start in June. You were one of the first people when I was on Blog Talk Radio. Yes, that's right. And and I have to try to share the word, try to spread the message a little bit. Yeah. So I remember having some conversations with different people. I, I just run into them different places, so not afraid to speak out and say hello. Um, so, for example, you know, some of the cabbies, I'll talk to the cabbies. And, and what do you listen to? And they'll start talking, and I think one time I told you that one of the cabs is quite interesting. He's listening to conservative radio, but he's listening to uh, uh, Russia Today and a few others. And I thought, oh, you know, he's getting a little bit of this and that, both sides. And um, I talked to some others. I've been on a few Facebook groups that I'm part of. Uh, i got hardcore preppers in Australia and a few others. So I'll make a little mention. I'll share a couple little articles and, and memes. 
Um, so, you know, where possible, I'm trying to share the word. Well, I got, I'm just looking up on Podbean because they break it down by geography and they have Australia broken down. And it says uh, in the, uh, I don't want to, I guess it's not a state. It's like, uh, I, would, would province be a better term for Queensland? Or is it a state? How, how, how do they term it? Uh, because we don't have the big populations, it, it is a state. Okay. But uh, it would be equivalent to like a province. Yeah, it's just a big chunk of land. That's right. what it is. So right. Australia is as big as the United States, pretty much. Uh, so really, um, our, our yeah, yeah. Huh? I did not know that. Yeah. Learn something so, uh, every day. Well, they're yeah, showing here. They're showing that Queensland has fourteen downloads. I assume that's you. <laughs> I am certain amount of that. Uh, uh, um, so yes, I'm some. I uh, like to think I added a little bit to your New South Wales listenership, uh, but I don't know. I don't look at the statistics, but uh, hopefully, I got a, a few of them contributed there. I appreciate your help in getting the word out, but I just uh, I just wanted to hear what was going on because I know Australia is pretty close. You know, not as close as Thailand, but nonetheless, it's in that hemisphere of the world. And then, like you said, you know, you got a Chinese soccer team there that's been quarantined. You know, I'm not so sure if I was a member of that soccer team, I'd be looking forward to going back home anytime soon. But uh, that's right. But uh, that's me. On, it's purely a holiday. It's a luxury holiday for them right now. I'm sure. First, <laughs> what they're going back to. I, uh, you know, um, Terry was telling me that they're in Thailand. All the Chinese are buying up all the masks, all the respirators that they're, start, they're starting to get a shortage of those. And I was wondering if the word came out because China is running out of medical supplies, if they've told their people that are abroad, put out the message from uh, the motherland, we need, this, we need these supplies, you know, get them and bring them back home with you. We need them. I was just, I, you know, Terry and I just, you know, doing, he and I do what you and I do. We get on Messenger and... We exchange ideas, and that's what I was uh, just wondering about. It's like I wonder if they're starting to get the same. Uh, what's I guess the same thing going on in Australia? Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know. Uh, yeah, it could be. But um, for an average person like me, I just stock a few things here and there, accumulate over time, and you hold on to them. Right. Uh, so. If, if there's these spikes in purchases, you don't have to worry about too much because you've, you've taken care of yourself. So okay. you get that, you get your alcohol gels, you're, you're keeping away from sick people, anyone that you know, potentially could be a problem. It makes sense anyway throughout the year. Um, if you're sick, stay home, or if you're sick, don't go near me. Um, right, and don't shake your hands with just, anybody. That's right, basic hygiene, and just say, hey, you know, sorry, my hands are dirty, or my hands are wet, or you know, whatever. I just have a no-touching thing. Right. Uh, whatever you want to say. Just, right. You know, that's it. You know, there's nothing wrong with telling people that. Not, not only that, but you don't know where their hands have been, and they sure as hell don't know where yours have been. So it's a mutually beneficial policy to have. <laughs> it really is. You know, and yeah. it's, it's not that you don't like somebody. You just, you know. It's the cold and flu season, and in this case, it's the cold, flu, and outbreak season. So, yeah, all right, my friend. I'm going to let you go. No I know I know. it's like almost 1 o'clock your time. Yeah, but I get a bit of a rest before I have to wake up again. So, <laughs> good talking again, John. My friend, thank you so much. I appreciate it, um, taking some time out 
especially you know the time difference. See, uh, yeah, it's a sixteen-hour time difference. It's like wow. So yeah, I and I'll keep you up to date. So would you do that yeah, for uh, me? I got, yeah, I get the, the alerts notification that I get uh, alerts USA. I got a couple travel advisories that pop into my news feeds. Uh, if I hear anything, I'll just shout out to you. Hey, do that, and I'll put it up for you. Hey, great, thank you. No problem. Thanks, I'll talk Julie. to you later. We'll Take talk care. to you later. Good See night. Ya. Bye.